Hello and welcome to episode 20 of The Umpire Strikes Back. Today we feature the Southern Vipers, the women's team who are currently going great guns in the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy. We will have more of how they're getting on later, but first we take you back to the middle of the month when our women and girls development manager, Mike Pollard, caught up with Providence Cowdrill, who we had previously spoken to back at the start of lockdown. I'm here today with Providence Cowdrill, catching up with her following our chats during lockdown a few months ago now. So, hi P, how you doing? Hi, yeah, good, thank you. So we caught up a while back now, probably a few months during lockdown and at the time you were pretty pretty bored, didn't have much to do. What have, uh, what have you been up to, I guess, since cricket's returned? Yeah, so it's definitely picked up again. I wouldn't say I'm bored now, we've got lots, lots on, so... Yeah, just obviously back into cricket, club cricket first, and then some county games as well in July. Any notable performances? Or No, we had one county game rained off. We had three planned, three friendlies against Sussex. Don't think the games really went as planned for the Hampshire girls, but definitely a lot learned and a lot of opportunities as well, a lot of opportunities to bowl and bat um, for girls that obviously don't normally, don't normally get that in the proper season, so... Yeah, it was just good to get back out there with everyone. And did it feel strange, obviously, starting the season in, in sort of July? Uh, wickets a bit harder, a bit more turn, perhaps? A bit more, more uh, than you were used to back in April, May? Yeah, definitely a bit more turn and bounce. I think everyone out there who's a cricketer knows that it feels a bit weird coming back in July, a bit of a shorter season. But um, I think everyone's just very grateful for the opportunity, really, to get back out there. And how's it found? Have you found it sort of with the the new sort of COVID rules in place with sanitisation breaks and running between the wickets, you know, having to be that the metre line away from the stumps? Is that has it felt sort of different? Have you kind of just got used to it? What's what's it been like? I think gradually getting used to it now. I think obviously it's a bit tricky sometimes. It's hard to get get the over rate up when you're going off every six overs to sanitise your hands, but. It's definitely a challenge um, and it's a bit different, but it's something that has to be done and I think everyone's aware of the the need to do it. So I think I found it a little bit more tricky coaching the young girls, trying to explain to them two metre distancing, etc. But I think when you're playing, you kind of get into the swing of it quite quickly. Obviously, the good news recently, you made the selection, you made the, the Southern Vipers squad for, for the summer, for the new domestic uh, competition. When, when did you find out? How did it all come about? Did you get a phone call? Was it just via email? Yeah, so we had, had a couple of conversations with the selector, with Adam Carty, who kind of said that I was in the frame for selection, depending on how I did in the county games, and then found out via email first weekend in August, I think it was. So, yeah, just got an email through and obviously delighted to be selected. And was it, yeah, how, how did you feel? Obviously, it's been something you've been working. So when we spoke with you and Emily a few months ago, that was something you were aiming for and your hopes were very much to get there. How did it, did it feel relief? Did you feel kind of excited or a bit of nervousness and, and everything all in, all in one? I think a bit of everything. It was definitely something that I was working towards. I think everyone, anyone who listened to the podcast, heard me say that both Emily and I, that it was something that we were working towards this summer. So... Obviously delighted to get the opportunity to get the nod. Everyone who knows me knows that I'm always a bit nervous with stuff like this, so 
I think nerves are natural, but definitely excited as well. We get to play on some great cricket grounds, so yeah, it's a great opportunity. And some more stash, I suppose, more actual vipers, you know, to add to your collection of various bits. So the orange vipers top and trousers and everything else, training top. Yeah, very lucky to be sponsored by New Balance, so it's got some got some nice stash as well, which yeah. is good. But uh, yeah, I have to find more more space in my bedroom for all the kit. <laughs> Uh, and then since you've been selected, so what's what's the day in the life of a of a viper now? Now you you know what, what does your your week look like? I suppose from start to finish. So the girls that are the semi pros have been back for a couple of weeks now, um, training down on the south coast. So either in Brighton or in Bognor Regis, and occasionally at Southampton when the England men don't have the Aegeus Bowl. Yeah, training most days a week getting some bits done outside of training if you can on days that we're not together as a team but normally pretty close to full days of training obviously a lot of travel as well but yeah we're away our first games this weekend so a bit more travel from this weekend I think away to games and you're looking forward to you mentioned about playing on some of the obviously first class grounds you played at, at Hove last last week and this week coming you've got Chelmsford on on Saturday and then up on, on Monday, you're, you're away at the Gloucestershire, Bristol, was it? Yeah, or Bristol. Bristol. How was that on, first of all, how was that on, on Saturday, playing on a, your warm-up game on, on Hove for the first time? Pretty exciting. I've learned that it's quite windy down, <laughs> down on the <laughs> south coast, so just a bit getting used to the wind. But, yeah, they're obviously amazing grounds, and the hospitality's great as well, so just really lucky. It's a bit different with no crowd in, but just still feel very lucky to be able to get out there and field on an amazing outfield and on a good pitch. Yeah, no, definitely very, very fortunate. And I suppose looking at the season ahead, what's the sort of team's hopes, ambitions, you know, the, the, the particular aims you've discussed as a squad and obviously your, your personal thoughts as well? At the moment, it's very much take it game by game. I don't think you can look too far ahead, obviously. The ambition everyone's talked about is to go out and win it in the uh, in the opening year, which would be amazing for the team. I think we definitely have the squad to do that. We've got Danny Wyatt back this weekend, so that's obviously a huge boost for us. She's a great player and great person to have around in the dressing room. But yeah, I think just take it game by game, win, win each game, try our best each game, try and learn from each game as well and grow uh, through the competition. Yeah, so obviously as a team, just getting out of there, trying to do our best and win some games. Personally, obviously I want to have a contribution, but I know it's my first year in the team, so as much of a contribution as I can have really, whether that's bowling with the bat in the field or even just running drinks out for the girls, doing a good job at 12th or 13th, whatever it has to be. Brilliant. And I suppose, as you said, playing with the likes of Danny Wyatt, you know, an established England player, someone who's been around the block as well. But that's exciting for you as well. Yeah, definitely. Everyone loves Danny, so <laughs> yeah, it'll be great to have her around. Fantastic. Brilliant. Well, I hope it all goes well. I hope you can get out on the park Saturday and at some stage during, during the competition and it all goes well and, and hopefully we'll, we'll find out a little bit more after the competition perhaps and see, see how you found it and, how, and hopefully uh, a Southern Vipers win would be, would be nice. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Cool. Well, look after yourself and um, yeah, go well. Cool. Thank you. Great to hear from P there and the good news is she did go on to make her debut and she has had a big impact in the competition. We bring you now up to date 
I was very lucky on Friday to get into the GS Bowl very quickly to speak to some members of the team, but also the uh, director of women's cricket, Adam Carty. Joyously, I am at a cricket ground. I've passed all of the temperature checks and the questionnaires on the way in and I'm sat in the sunshine at the Aegeus Bowl and watching the Vipers in action. They are currently 139 for four, going well. And really pleased to be joined by the director of women's cricket at the Aegeus Bowl at Hampshire Cricket, uh, Adam Carty. Adam's going to hold off for a second because we had a shout for a court behind, but no. That was a big moment. That was. Adam, how are you? Very well. Nice to see you, Rob. We know you and many people listening know you from doing the job with the RPCs and the, for the last few years, but now you've, you've found a new role it's, uh, and you had a quite a difficult introduction into the new role, I suppose, because you were award, you got the job back in February, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I, started, I started the role uh, on March the 1st and some 20 days later, we found ourselves in lockdown. So it was uh, a strange baptism to the post of Regional Director of Women's Cricket. But what that did give me was a significant amount of time to to learn and read and consult. And it certainly benefited my introduction to the role over over an extended period. So transforming from head of operations for the boys' pathway across to a directorship role within the girls' game was was quite seamless in that I, I was given lots of time to digest the role and fully understand what was required of me. Excellent. Yeah, I think uh, lots of people have said that. I uh, spoke to David Court a few weeks ago and just he started a new job at the same time. And that preparation time is something we don't generally get in cricket. There's a lot of action going on. You've been involved in women's cricket before. So are, are the players you're working with all known to you or did you have to learn lots about them? Having, having worked with Hampshire women over the last three years, I was, I was familiar with players on the circuit, on the county circuit. So when we looked at our long list of players that we were considering for Viper inclusion this summer, I was familiar with all names, but not as closely with the girls outside of Hampshire. So it it was a a steep learning curve when it came to getting to know and understanding the players that we had at our disposal. But again, COVID allowed us to engage virtually and we found ourselves in lots of virtual meetings where we could get to know the girls and understand them for people rather than just cricketers. So again, that, that proved beneficial. And I had, I had great support from the likes of Charlotte Edwards and her support team in that their appreciation of the players within our region was exceptional. So I had, I had a fantastic guide. What does, what does the day-to-day role entail? Obviously now it's a lot of match days and moving around the country for match days. Are you involved in the coaching as well? Because we know you as a coach as well as, a, as administrator. Yeah, whether they like it or not, they can't keep me away from the coaching. So I do accept that we do have uh, Lottie as head coach, who is exceptional. And we've got three or four specialist support coaches, which we're delighted with what they bring to the camp. But I I am constantly on the periphery of the coaching experience and, and that won't change, I can't see. But my fundamental role is to aid and provide opportunity for players and coaches to to do what they do best. So I facilitate the specialists, I provide the environment and the backdrop and let them do what they do. So from a day-to-day basis, we the logistics of, of a COVID summer has proved challenging, but 
it hasn't been beyond us because we've been given the time to do that. And when we come together as a group, it's, it's meaningful, it's engaging and it's fulfilling. So, yeah, we're, we're in a good place currently. And is there anything that you would take from the role that you had? Is, is that role within the boys' pathway that brought into the, the women's game at all? Or is it just completely different? From an administrative role, I've certainly taken the need to appreciate all that is required in running a programme such as this. So the, the attention to detail, the, the, the depth of appreciation in terms of knowledge and administration, I've certainly taken that from the, from the pathway that I, that I looked after with the boys. So it's, uh, it's a key area for me in ensuring that we dot the I's, we cross the T's and we ensure that we have the smoothest passage for players to play and for coaches to coach. And as we sit here approaching halfway through your fourth game, it's all been pretty smooth so far. Three wins. Yeah, I, I would say a little too smooth, Rob, <laughs> but you, you can only be grateful for the level of standard the girls have set uh, because it's been exceptional. And we are hopeful that we can maintain these standards right through to the end of the month. It, it would be fair to say that it is an even playing field in that the regions that we are competing against are of an equal standard. And over the first three games, we found ourselves coming out on top because we've delivered the fundamentals better than our opposition. I sense that on any given day, any of the, any of the regions we play against could find themselves coming out on top. But, but for now, naturally, I'm delighted and, and long may this continue. What's been the, the most pleasing facet of the game so far? What, what surprised you most about the three wins or a, a particular area of the game that's gone really well? Yeah, our game management has been the most satisfying progression over a short period of time. We appreciated from an early, from an early time that the, the understanding of fields and areas to score and areas to defend in the field were, were quite challenging and it was a steep learning curve for the players to stay engaged for 50 overs in the field and to bat for 50 overs in what would be a, a highly competitive environment. But it's been so pleasing to see the ladies evolve from game to game and from training session to training session. And I'm, I'm really comfortable that they're learning their game, they're learning their own game, and they're learning how to win cricket matches. And I think that the squad is, is different from the Viper squad that we saw in the KSL last year. And from the podcast point of view, we're really pleased that P and Emily, who we spoke to way back in April, um, are both in the squad. Emily is actually batting out in the middle right now and P made her debut uh, at the weekend last week nice to get new players involved yeah it's fantastic Rob Th this ultimately is a best of county programme so we're identifying the players that have high potential uh, and are looking for the opportunity to progress both as people and cricketers so what was the KSL a high profile international England player programme this sits just below that and we've identified players that are not quite at that tier of performance, but clearly have the potential to grow. So the likes of P, Ella Chandler, Windsor, local girls to us, it's great to give them the opportunity to grow and, and they're taking it with open arms. So as we, uh, we're in the, well, how many overs? 32nd over of this game. What, you, you say it's, it's maybe surprised you that you've won the first three games and you've had the success so early, but what, what has the focus of the competition now changed? Is the ambitions changed at all? I don't think the ambition has ever changed in that we want to be the best we can be and we want to compete every ball 
of every game. So the ambition hasn't changed, but perhaps the expectation has risen over the last three games. And as we find ourselves 150, 31 overs, we're, we're clearly looking to set a target in excess of 235 now with a view to defending that. So, uh, yeah, the, the expectation is growing and the ambition is clearly growing. And just finally, we won't hold you up from the game for too long, but what about your own cricket this, this summer? What, has Calmore seen you strutting your stuff at all? Always strut my stuff, Rob. <laughs> yeah. but, but in terms of level of uh, competition, it, it's been short. Uh, I found myself uh, involved in assessment games and Viper fixtures on a Saturday, so I haven't played as much as I'd like. But I've, I've turned out three or four times and, and I've performed adequately, if not exceptionally. Uh, and I look forward to uh, 2021 to complement both the Viper inclusion and uh, Calmore's County 3 South League winning season. Brilliant. Well, yeah, thank you for giving up your time. I know you're a busy man. You're just speaking to Sky Sports before you spoke to us as well. So thank you so much for giving up your time. Good luck for the rest of the game. Good luck for the rest of the competition. Uh, and hopefully we'll do a victorious podcast at the end of the competition as well. Thanks very much, Rob. Nice to be here. So our final guest this afternoon for our Women's and Vipers special is Ella Chandler. Ella was due to be one of our community coaches, one of our school's activators. You'd been given the job, you'd accepted from New Zealand. And then, Ella, the world changed pretty quickly. It did indeed. Um, I was really excited to get on board with Hampshire Cricket Board and the secondary and primary school programmes. Obviously a keen interest in women's cricket, both personally and as a coach um, so yeah I was really excited to get on board with that but unfortunately the world did change it but here we are now so things have changed but we are sort of looking more positive schools are back and sport has resumed it has and uh, you're speaking to us because you are part of the, the Viper squad and you made your debut on Saturday not playing today which I, I think you're a bit frustrated about but how was it to make your debut on Saturday yeah, it was a great experience. Um, my first sort of domestic cap in England. I had a taste of it over in New Zealand this winter, but to finally pull on the Viper shirt and get a cap number was a really great experience. And it was just nice to be recognised and have people from my, my club background and coaches that have worked previously just send you a text and say congratulations. I feel like it's been a long time coming, but now I finally got there, I feel really proud and really privileged. And you mentioned your club there, I think it's Oldershot, that's right. So, yeah, you started playing there, did you? When... Yeah, so always been an Oldershot girl. Played mainly boys, um, boys and girls cricket when I was growing up. We always had a girls team in the boys league. Um, and I think that really, really helped the development of my cricket and others. And now, yeah, captain of uh, Oldershot ladies and dabble a bit in the men's cricket when I have time but usually these games fall on a Saturday so don't have as much exposure in the men's game at the minute. You mentioned the fact that you got the messages from the club. I think women's cricket is benefiting really from having so many role models now. The girls that we see at all-stars levels and coming into under nines, under 11s have got really good role models to look up to. Do you, have you had that at club level as well, people that you've inspired? Yeah, I think that's um, what it's all about at the minute. And I think that's really been recognised in the current situation as well. I definitely had role models growing up. Be it at club, I, I always aspired um, to be like one of my coaches, um, Neil Butler. But also just getting out and playing amongst this. I'd 
quite happily say that Charlotte Edwards used to be used to be my role model and still is but just having the environment where we can learn from such amazing people is what cricket's about what women's cricket's about and I think that's what we do so great um, in a women's environment and we're building up obviously this is now women's cricket month the initiative by the ECB and we're building up to the final being live on Sky as well and it's at the same time as the England game so it's it's the, the England team will get the exposure they always do but for the importance of the exposure for you girls as well potentially play on at Sky on Edgebaston and international ground as well massive for the game yeah I think that's a really great thing that's come out of this competition it means that many young women and girls can actually watch a game that all our group games have been behind closed doors um, so for that to be live on Sky in a couple of weeks is a really exciting it's definitely something for us to work on and even the quality of streams that have been um, on show for us so far in this competition with um, moving cameras commentators and commentators that do genuinely know the players and have done some research so that's that's a really um, good thing to come out of this competition as well and I think it just means that more women and girls can actually watch the game and listen to the game I think it's been really nice to see some different commentators as well giving a different opinion and I think that only aids in the development and the the exposure to girls. You talked about your time in New Zealand you had the the last winter out there what's the comparisons between women's game in England at the moment and and what they have in New Zealand? Yeah I think I'd say it's um, it's pretty level at the minute they have a well-organized one day and T20 competition their T20 competitions much like the KSL was in that most of the games are on Sky and I think just the experience for me of playing against so many internationals so often um, was really great for my development and rubbing shoulders with the likes of Leah Tahuhu and Amy Sathaway on a on a regular basis only helps you improve as a cricketer. So just finally plans for the rest of the tournament obviously just get trying to get back into back into the team a few games still to go but and the team aims as well we spoke to Adam just at the start saying maybe slightly surprised by winning the first three games and it's, it's in the ambitions may have changed throughout the rest of the tournament? Yeah, I think as a, a Vipers way, we've said we always want to compete and I think we're doing that really well at the moment. The results have, have all been a success for us so far and that's a bonus, um, but I think the team attitude and the desire to win has always been there and that's been reflective in performance. So I think personally is to yep, get back in the team, take that opportunity when it does come but as a team, just keep pushing on. Um, it's a great group of girls, one of, one of the best environments I've been in in a long time. And I think that reflects on our performance at the moment. So, yeah, just keep ticking along and hopefully you'll see us on Sky in a couple of weeks in the final. That would be great to see, yeah. And, well, we, what are we now? 42 overs gone and we're 186 for seven. So pushing on to sort of 230, 240, hopefully. Ella, thank you for joining us and uh, best of luck for the rest of the competition. Thanks very much. Thank you to Adam and Ella. Great to speak to them in the middle of the game. The brilliant news is that not only did the Vipers go on to win on Friday, they have also beaten the Western Storm today. So they are five from five. They have won the South group with a game remaining and they will be in the final on Sunday the 27th 
at Edgebaston. Amazing news. Well done to everyone involved. As well as the Vipers, we have lots of activity for Women's Cricket Month here in Hampshire. We have activity that we know of already at Hook and Newman Basics at Portsmouth. There was a competition at Portsmouth today. The New Milton Falcons doing great things again in the forest. But we'd love to hear some more activity going on. So if you are planning anything or you've already had something, please tag us in social media. Use the hashtag Women's Cricket Month. But also let us know here at the board. We can promote and hopefully help your activity. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks with an update on how all of the local leagues have finished. If you'd like to get in touch, please do it. And this is how. Get in touch with the Umpire Strikes Back podcast in the following ways. Use the hashtag Ump Strikes Back or contact Hampshire Cricket Board via email hcb.admin at ageasbowl.com that's A-G-E-A-S-B-O-W-L.com or via Twitter at Hampshire CB Insta, Hans Cricket Board or Facebook, Hampshire Cricket Board <laughs>